From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Harry's. And I have not said the number of this episode because I am going to give that joy, that pleasure, to my co-host, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Can you tell our ladies and gentlemen out there in Pen Addict land the episode number, please, Brad? We have made it, Michael, to episode number 250 of the Pen Addict podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have. Well, how? <laughs> though right (laughs) i i I don't know but i have a very strong feeling it is the quality of our guests that we have on the show Mm -hmm. and with us today we have the only person befitting the guest spot on episode number 250 and that's miss anna reinard hey anna hello how are you guys this morning (laughs) very good. good thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me yeah. So as we have done, you know, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, right? We've been doing our big milestone episodes at Atlanta. So 150 mm-hmm. and 200 were both live in Atlanta. But the calendar did not treat us well this year. So we figured if we're going to do this episode 250, we need the three of us to continue the tradition of every 50. So. Mm-hmm. Anna is here today, and we are actually going to finish this show today by talking a little bit about the Atlanta Pen Show, because because of some like weird travel schedules and stuff like that that me and Brad have got going on right now. We, I don't know. If, I don't even know if we're going to be able to do like a full on episode of like getting ready for the show because we have some guests and stuff booked in. So today we're going to talk about getting ready for the Atlanta Pen Show, just as a way to hype everybody up we're gonna hand over the hype man dowdy um and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna help us out but we do have some follow-up as always uh i want to just uh, i think it's i think it's only right to continue the safari forever um <laughs> i think it's just right to just continue that thread i think everyone's in agreement that saf- the, the lami safari is the best pen out the safari and the all-star. No, I, I don't, <laughs> sorry, Anna, I think you're breaking up on me a little bit. I can't hear you probably, but uh, um, the safari. Uh, I got an email from Penchalet because I put um, uh, my name down for the pre-order of the petrol, and um, mm-hmm. I put my order in for the petrol safari and the, uh, the the petrol of the ink as well. So that that's on its way. I think that I'll be shipping out sometime in April. Ron said, "Yeah, it should be next week probably." Um, because the European pictures started popping on Instagram. So I threw one I found this morning um, that was running through the Slack channel the past couple of days. So, you know, all the a uh, bunch of the European retailers get the Lamy releases first for obvious reasons. And I got to say, this this looks better than Dark Lilac to me, but that's just me. So maybe Ron was right <laughs> when he said this is going to be better than Dark Lilac and I poo-pooed him. Um so I, I I don't know, but uh, it it's pretty hot. I, I gotta admit. So what what do you think about this safari versus the Pacific Blue Anna? The ink looks lovely, but yeah. When we're talking about the pen colors, I'm not I'm not as keen on the color of the pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pacific Blue is so bright; it looks awesome. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not crazy about the pebbled finish that they're doing on the safaris right now. I like the yeah. smooth the smoother finishes on the safaris. Mm-hmm. See, I like the pebbly. I like the pebbly plastic instead, as opposed to the fancy shiny aluminium. Because um, you saw my Instagram post, I got just a ding in my AL star, which is why I I always vote uh, for the Safari because I don't even know how that happened. I didn't drop the pin; it just banged up against something, I guess, and doink. <laughs> yeah, but you saw my my engraved 
All star. I know. They that looks You can have those get those engraved. They look really cool. So we got a logo one, I think, for last year's DC pin show. It looks it looks awesome. If you want to get like a pin engraved and get something cool written on the cap or we did the Pinatic logo on a black one, it just came out awesome. So I don't know, but I, I'm all I'm all about the petrol mic. Um this is gonna be it's gonna be a winner. And like I've broken my ink promises this year. Um, not that I've really had any defined promises, but uh, I bought six bottles of ink at the Arkansas Pen Show or seven. That's a pretty catastrophic way to break a promise, Brad. Yeah. So, but my my theory is to not ever buy. I used to buy two bottles of limited edition ink that I liked. But I'm going to stop doing that. Um, this one's going to be a hard one not to buy two bottles of because they're only like eleven bucks. It's kind of stupid. So I appreciate that Lamy keeps the, <laughs> keeps the prices low. That's what that's why they sell out of them so fast. In case anybody had trouble scaring themselves, you know, if that's like <laughs> a thing that you need, um, and you wanted to head over to Alex's Pen Addict coloring page, we have another new feature, and what is also almost becoming a regular recurring segment of Alex adds features to the Pen Addict coloring web page. There is a button now. He knows. He, he gets times it. it. He times it. Yeah. He gets it. There's a button now called Nightmare Mode, um, <laughs> which if you click, it just does terrible things, like just really bad things. I was playing with that this morning. Yeah, I, I was having fun clicking that. Um, that's my kind of mode. Um, it, oh, God, it's so bad. This thing is ridiculous <laughs> in all the best ways. I mean, it's a, it's awesome. This is one of the coolest things we have. Um we're going to have to start paying for Alex's hosting. I was a little worried clicking on that, that my picture might appear on that too. <laughs> <laughs> An Easter egg. Oh, don't yeah. don't mention it because he'll do it. I, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there Could, next. Yeah. Consider it done. Right. Um, so that thing is, is cool. So before we get into all of the, uh, all of the things, with the pin show and what Anna's been up to recently, I do want to hit on a couple of reviews I did mm-hmm. in the past week or so. I did the Baron Fig Archer, the Snakes and Ladders edition, and I did JB's Perfect Pin Flush, which is kind of a weird thing to review, but uh, Mike had some questions on it, so I figured we'd uh, talk about these real quick because I wanted to pick Anna's brain about the Baron Fig archer because you had the first batch right on you got the first ones that Mm -hmm. came out the charcoal i guess the gray and with the black tip and you like those right i mean they've got pretty much consistently really good reviews Mm -hmm. no i've really enjoyed them um and i had not yet sharpened the uh snakes and ladders um Mm -hmm. just because we'd been so busy with uh the pen show in arkansas and everything but Mm -hmm. after reading your review i went ahead and sharpened one just to see because uh, you had mentioned that the color had come out a bit darker, um, yeah. even though it was supposed to be the same core. Yeah, so I had never tried the original Archer. I was just holding off until these arrived, assuming they'd be, you know, essentially the same on the inside. And I guess theoretically they're supposed to be, but I think it's just a matter of manufacturing variants. Um, I sharpened up the snakes and ladders, and I was like, wow, this is really dark and it's soft. Um, and it's a little bit gritty, like it's like a pencil should be right. Except we've gotten spoiled with other amazing, soft, dark, firm leads like Blackwing 602 and things like that. Tombow mono. So, you know, comparing it to that, it's a little bit different, but 
I found this to be a little bit too soft for me, which make which you know helps with the darkness. So if you like a dark, soft pencil, this is really good. It's beautiful. The color is awesome. The snakes and ladders um, logos look great, but it's not a pencil I would recommend for really anybody unless they were just looking for like something very specific. It's like it's a very ordinary pencil. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there. Like I got a single charcoal archer from Yuana mm-hmm. at the Little Rock Pen Show and I sharpened them up. And I was like, oh, this is how I want the pencil to write. You know, I enjoyed that core better, even though they're supposedly the same. It was firmer and a little bit lighter. And it was it was noticeable to me. I mean, it was clearly noticeable um, when I was writing with them. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they just had better quality control with the first batch. Yeah, who knows? Um, it yeah. it happens. I mean, it's a manufacturing thing. I mean, we get at knock if we do a steel exterior, like the color of it can range, right? There's a variance in the dye lots, even though they're still called the same. You know, same with olive coming up for the linears. You know, the vari- there's variance in there. And it's still normal. It's still within the range. And it still makes it a good pencil, but I'm not like... $15 a dozen pumped about this pencil. It's like I wouldn't buy it again or I'd recommend about 10 other pencils before it, but it's a good pencil. It's it's cool looking. So that's my only Baron Fig subscription. Do you subscribe to any of them? Um yeah, I've been getting pretty much everything. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been getting that too. <laughs> but I actually ponied up for the the pencil one and they don't cuz they don't send me the pencils, I think, <laughs> you know, on purpose. Um as a matter of fact, Joey wrote me a note in my subscription. I guess when they packed it, they noticed it. Joey Joey wrote a note. I meant to take a picture of it before I threw it away. He said something like, "Don't tell your uh don't tell your followers that you have a pencil subscription or something like that." It was pretty funny. <laughs> He's got your number, Brad. He does. So I mean, we'll see how this tracks. First release, um, most of their first releases have been okay. And, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we talk about them a lot and we'll talk about them some more. Yeah, um, they do try really hard to um, improve with every product that they do. So I feel like if, you know, if they've gotten feedback that, it, that mm-hmm. there wasn't a consistency, um, I definitely think that they're going to work really hard to up the game. Yeah. on this because i know that they've done that with the notebooks exactly yeah i guess what makes the pencils harder than maybe the notebooks is that like you get a pack of them right so th- i guess there's a there's a greater percentage of chance for inconsistency when you receive like 12 or something than one or two or something you know yeah yeah i guess it's like you're more likely to notice it i guess is what i'm saying so well i mean i guess the ne- next step would be to go and sharpen all 12 of them and see if across all 12 pencils if they're all inconsistent i mean if they're all soft or if some of them are harder than others that'd be interesting but i'm wondering if if the whole lot of 12 are are softer because um you and i each got a box and both noticed that the pencils were softer Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking that across the board maybe the lead was generally softer with the snakes and ladders than with um the first uh, batch of archer pencils yeah. So I, I would assume they're all the same too, but I probably will sharpen all these up because I think these are going to go straight to the kids. They'll be pretty happy with these. So I'm not going to use a dozen of these. Whereas, you know, I'll get, I'll keep using some of the black wings that I enjoy more and more and get into the dozens a little bit deeper. This one, I'll probably not use more than the one that I have sharpened and I'll just keep it handy for when I need that type of pencil. 
This other thing I keep handy now is a new thing for me, and it's JB's Perfect Pen Flush. Have you ever used any product like this for the the pen flush, uh, Anna? No, but I sold a ton of it in San Francisco when I um, helped out at the Anderson's table. Uh, So I was curious to see how you were using it compared with how um, the Andersons uh, instructed me to tell people how to use it. So, ooh, ooh, give me the pitch. I want to, I want to hear it because I'm not sure either. Because I, I was confused. Like you have this large bottle of liquid, and on the back of the bottle it says, "Just pretty much use it in the bottle as it is." (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. And so, yeah, because they, because that was, I was very interested to find. You know, because they talked me through how to tell people how to use it. And so when I saw how you used it, I was like, I don't think he used it right. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that doesn't know, JB's Perfect Pen Flush is a liquid, like a solution, I guess, mm-hmm. that is intended to help you clean stubborn ink out of fountain pens. Yeah. So what are they? What it's, what's the rules, Anna? How do we use this? Um, well, when I was... Um, selling it for and the Andersons, and we sold a ton of it. Yeah. Um, the instructions were literally to um, put the, um, you know, the tip of your pen into it and literally flush it in and out of your um, your pen just from the bottle. And so mm-hmm. when you get the brand new bottle, the liquid is clear, and mm-hmm. basically over the course of a year, you know, flushing your pen. Um, you know, you'll clean it a couple times in water first to get most of the ink and gunk out, but sort of right. the last remnants you'll do with the pen flush. That bottle of clear liquid will, over time, become a little gunky, and mm-hmm. by the end of the year, that liquid will basically become gray, gungy looking, and then you'll buy a new bottle. Gotcha. But that's the the whole you know so rather than having to like pour a little bit into a container mm-hmm. you know and use just a, t- a tiny bit and then pour it out huh. you just continually use that same container huh so i guess what it's doing is like what it's actually doing to clean it doesn't matter if there's a little bit of ink inside the liquid because it's still able to do its job right like it's still able yeah. to clean and then you refresh it when you need to refresh it and then job done mhm yeah so that makes me th- think that the small bottle would be the best purchase if I'm just going to use because I don't know the yeah I don't know now I'm just confused <laughs> they, well and they um the the instructions you know like what the Andersons were suggesting is that if you don't need it very often like if you don't have like stubborn dried ink in a pen very often you probably only need like a small bottle but if you're mm-hmm. cleaning lots of pens and have a lot of stubborn stains and that kind of thing, you might want a larger bottle. Or if oh. you're maybe going to only replace that bottle every five years or something, maybe a, <laughs> a larger bottle. This is going on my pen show list, I think. Because I, I just have a couple of pens, like especially my Edison, the the, the pump filler, where mm-hmm. like that thing is just, I know it's gunky inside, but I can't do anything about it. Like, like it's the, so it's the piston filler. Like I, I can't, yeah. I can't get in there really and clean it. And I'm worried that it's kind of rotten away or whatever in there. You know, like I'm just concerned about it, but I can't see it or do anything. So this feels like a good thing to to give me a bit of peace of mind that it's getting a better clean. Yeah, especially if you're making a big change from like, you know, your 
your fuyugaki to a like a you know a dark blue ink or a yeah. black ink where you're making a big shift and then yep. going back to fuyugaki later where you really want to get that black ink out and put a light bright color and you don't want it to have that sort of murky look which it in will between for forever like it feels like it just never changes because then it like it changes gradually and i don't notice it and i'm like oh man it's never right that's how i kind of feel yeah. about it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's um it's definitely like anna said i didn't realize it till i sold a bunch of it at a pin show i was like maybe i should have this just handy for when i need it and i don't have lots of gunky nibs i have i have good fountain pen hygiene but I do like it on, like you were saying, Mike, the Edison and Franklin Christoph nibs. It seems to ha- I seem to have a tougher, t- tougher time cleaning the Yowo nibs and nib units and feeds than other types of nibs. The ink doesn't like, yeah. the water doesn't flush through those better. So it's nice to have this extra help of the JB's perfect pen flush. And that's what I used it for. And I cleaned the Schaefer's that I bought at the pen show, you know, just the older pens, let them uh, get all in there and, and clean out the, the whatever bits and bobs might be stuck in those pen barrels. So I, I think it's cool. I, I'm going to use this. Um, I won't use it religiously, but I could see if you had a lot of pens to clean and a lot of older pens, especially vintage pens and um, you know, get them in there and, and soak them up. I thought it worked really well and uh, I will, I will continue to use this. So I, I liked it. That's cool. I'm thinking like, like before you were to sell a pen or something like I would do like a that would be like the deep clean so that I made sure like mm. if I was selling a pen it would be like super clean that's a great idea you know I wasn't giving someone you know I wasn't selling a pen to someone that like still had like a little little bit of gunk in there I yep. didn't even know this product existed I don't think I've ever seen it or heard about it until I was looking at mm-hmm. Brad's website this morning and I was like oh, <laughs> what is this weird looking thing you know when you yeah. see something and you're like how is this a business for someone like yeah. it, it just seems like such a niche, niche, niche product. Um, but I guess it's because of the people that use it. They buy a new bottle every year, right? Like I guess that's what keeps it going. But it's just it's the fact that like, the label is so old timey looking, and it's it's mm-hmm. just it's really funny to me. Yeah, and a bunch of the pin shops. Um, I know Goulet makes their own. Uh, Monteverde has their own. I wonder if it's just the same white labeled stuff, or if the formula is probably really simple and basic. You could get someone to mix it up and bottle it up for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I recently saw like um, Jay Herban is now selling some. Oh wow! Yeah, and I I don't remember where I saw it. I don't know if I saw it at a pen show or in a catalog or something. But gotcha. Yep, a couple other people are selling it. All right, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Harry's. Harry's was started by a couple of guys who go by the name of Jeff and Andy. They were fed up of being overcharged for their razor products, so they decided to go out and fix it. They did this by buying a factory. This is a blade-making factory in Germany that had over 100 years of experience. They did this so they could make their own high-quality products and sell them online to ship to people directly for just half the price of what you'll be used to paying at the drugstore. With Harry's, you'll be paying just $2 a blade compared to the average $4 a blade from bigger brands. Harry's razors include everything that you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades that include a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, and a travel blade cover as well. And they have all of the extras that you'll need, like amazing shave gel or cream. Um, I bought a uh, just some, some stuff. I'm just trying to get ready for a bunch of travel that I'm going on. And I was thinking about Atlanta. Um, mm. And I was just imagining uh, the bathroom that me and Brad will share as it is just... <laughs> 
just covered in Harry's products, like ac- across the whole sink. Everything smells of aloe vera, like it's it's a whole big deal. And uh, I will say, as a man who's been close to Brad Dowdy, that uh, he always looks really good, and he mm. always smells really good, and it's because of Harry's. Yeah, um, and I'm a sensitive guy. Too, Mike, <laughs> you are. You know, I know you, you know, are. Not you are. not just not just my tears, but um, my skin is mm-hmm. also very sensitive. So Harry's is the first blade that has allowed me to shave against the grain without cutting my neck all up, which that's a big deal for that's someone uh, deal. with uh, you know that has to shave the sensitive skin around their face. And this is the first blade and shave cream that I've been able to do that with without. Uh, you know, going to the hospital. So thank That's you, Harry's, for giving me a smooth, clean shave, <laughs> blood-free. Yay! Harry's <laughs> is so confident in the quality of their blades that they want to, you to try their shave set for free. All you need to do is go to harrys.com slash penaddict right now. You'll claim your free trial set that comes with a razor handle of your choice, a five-blade cartridge and shaving gel. It's the perfect way to try out Harry's. All you need to do is just pay a small price for the shipping. Once again, that's harrys.com slash penaddict to claim your free trial set. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. So before reading the show notes, Anna, did you know how many episodes of the Penaddict podcast you had been on? Nope. No idea. So I was guessing. Not even a guess. Yeah, I was guessing like I was thinking like eight to ten. Then I was going, wow, that seems like a lot. And I started going through the relay site because uh, Mike and Steven have wonderful search features on the site. And there's actually a guest page on the site, but it's not updated with the entire um, back catalog. But Mike did something special for you to answer I this did. question for all of us. So why don't you tell us how many episodes Anna has been on and tell everyone where they can find all those episodes. So there'll be a link in the show notes. You, you'll see like the, the guest information and it will have Anna's name, which you can click on and it will give a list of all of Anna's guest appearances on this show. And I went in this morning and um, because, you know, as anyone that's listened to the show for long enough will know that the Pen Addict has multiple homes over its 250 episodes. And when we brought everything into Relay, it, it didn't um, it didn't bring over the guest information. So, but, so I went through today, found all of the episodes that Anna's been on, and attached them to her uh, Relay FM profile. And the current number up until today was twelve. So this makes uh, unlucky number thirteen today <laughs> for episode two hundred and fifty. And what I really like looking at the numbers is. You can tell how, like, when we had you on the first time, how awesome we knew you were, because you were on episode 54, 62, and 71. It's like, we just <laughs> we just kept having you back within, like, a couple of months. It's like, we've got to have Anna again. we just got to have Anna again. Like, she's so great. Let's just keep getting her back. And I, uh-huh. I, that really makes me laugh. Oh, that's so funny. I can't believe it's that many episodes. The funny thing is, I didn't know about that page, the, the guest page. Like, I had never, it had never occurred to me that you guys kept, like a sort of a running log of like who all had been guests on different relay shows. So I started going through and seeing like who else had been on different shows. And so I was like, Oh look, Dan Frakes has been on a lot of shows. Like I've been on more episodes of shows than he has. (laughs) Like I'm catching, I'm catching up. Yeah. And they'll, um, they'll cross, um, you know, cross shows too. So if like, for some reason, yeah. you know, you or I were on a different post, like I would show up as a guest post on some other random show if we were on. They do, a, these guys at Relay, they do a really good job. They're pretty good. I know. Some say they know what they're doing. I didn't yeah. say that. 
<laughs> because <laughs> Let's not I mean, get crazy I think, about this. Yeah, I think all three of us here can, you know, relate to that. Like we don't know what we're doing, but we do it and we have fun and you know, we we try our best mm-hmm. to do something awesome. And Anna just recently did something extremely awesome. So Anna, we're going to pepper you with questions about the color ring ink testing notebook so mike mike just discovered how the word works mm-hmm. um the coloring uh, two weeks word. Two during weeks the show took, yep two weeks during the show last week he had an epiphany wait a minute uh, what a coincidence bob played that back like three or four times and was so tickled uh it was so genuine it was hilarious i was like what is happening with my life i never <laughs> i never great. claimed to be fu- to be quick at these things you know yeah yeah but that that was what we wanted and so that was what made it so perfect yep it was great it was it's just it's just the best name when you've when you i know we'll talk about this i guess as we go but uh you know you had a a long process trying to figure out the name. Naming things is hard because you're kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into that in a second. But tell us how how did this idea even happen just from the, the ink swabbing and testing perspective? Well, um, I'm like so many other like found pen users. I became a huge ink junkie in the process of becoming a fountain pen junkie as well and um i discovered those like the the word cards and mm-hmm. um of course discovered the maruman word cards about the same time everyone else did just about the time they discontinued them right <laughs> and uh so i was was able to get um you know a couple packs of them you know as they were being discontinued and so you know ran out of them and was complaining like what am I going to do now I I really like this sort of size and format um, and I can't find anything in the market that's anything like this you know what am I going to use to test my inks and this has become a real part of sort of how I do my blog and how I keep track of my inks and I just had like volumes of things that I wanted to test and compare and Bob's like like every time I complain about something that I don't have, he's like, let's just make it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. are you serious? And he's like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I want little cards that with a hole punched in them that I can attach a ring to so that I can, you know, group my inks together. And he's like, well, how hard can that be? He's like, <laughs> I've got a machine that can die cut paper. We can find rings like come on, this isn't rocket science. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so he's like, all right, so what kind of paper do you want? And I'm like, it's got to be really good for fountain pens. And, you know, I showed him what the Maruman paper looked like. And he's like, well, it kind of looks like watercolor paper. So we started to look at watercolor paper and we found out how expensive watercolor paper is. And we're like, okay, we could never produce anything with watercolor paper because these books would be like $40 a pop. (laughs) Like, okay, this is not going to work. So we're like, okay. So we started looking at commercial printing paper and every time he's like, he would bring home, you know, he would get samples from commercial printing vendors and I would touch like a, you know, a cotton swab or a paintbrush to it. And it would just like soak in and just look like a blob. And we're like, okay, this is never going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Like so, he, at first he was just bringing me like sheets of samples, and then he would just actually bring me the, these sample books that come from printers. He'd mm-hmm. bring me the whole book. Yeah. He's like, just try them all. Just try every single sheet. Just just try them all. So I'd like, I must have tried a hundred papers. I'm like, no, none of these work. So then we started going to like art supply companies. And he's like, just try these papers. And I'm like, could we even get these in the quantities that we need? He's like, I don't know, but just try them. Like, until we find the paper, like, just try them. Did you know what you were looking for specifically? Or was it like, I'll know it when I find it? It was kind of, we'll know it when we find it. Like, it had to be, you know, the right weight so that mm-hmm. we could fit enough sheets into a book that it wasn't going to, you know, like... You know, we kind of like it needed to be about the same weight as the Maruman so that we could get about a hundred sheets in. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't be too expensive. So we would go by what the retail price for a full sheet is that we could cut it down. Like, could we get it in the US? Like, could we order it or was it going to have to be shipped in from Europe or Asia? Like, it, it started to become this kind of thing. Like, we just have to find the right paper. We'll figure out how to get it here <laughs> later. Because <laughs> at a certain point, it got to the point where we just couldn't find the paper. Like, nothing was right. It's like it would either be too rough or too smooth or too... Like, it just... It started to be like, does this paper even exist? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. nothing was right. And then we finally got this paper, and I'm like, I think this might work. And it was like the vendor that showed it to us didn't have, like, a commercial price for it. And we're like, um, do you actually sell this paper? <laughs> and he's like, well... I guess we can sell it to you. And we're like, seriously? And he's like, well, yeah, since you're just down the street, yeah, we'll sell it to you. Mm-hmm. We're like, awesome. So that's how we got it, was literally because we are in town. The, he, it's an art wow. supply vendor that um, distributes basically art supplies and art papers. Like, um, they bring it in from all over the con- all over the world, mm-hmm. and then they distribute out of Kansas City. But normally this paper, they they actually use and make into like sketchbooks and stuff. But because they're here in town, they'll actually sell it to us in the sheet. <laughs> Crazy. So that's how we got the paper. Yeah, and the paper's got a story to it, right? I mean, this isn't this isn't your run of the mill, no pun intended, paper. Yeah, it comes from a four hundred year old European paper mill. <laughs> Of course so, it does. <laughs> of course it does. So it get it basically comes over from Europe to this warehouse that's literally um, like two or three blocks from my office where I work, and then like I basically can see their warehouse from my office, hmm. and then they put it on a you know a truck and take it over to Skylab, which is like a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. People love you and this product, and we're going to talk more about that. But just knowing the care that you put into just choosing the paper, like people should just buy this sight unseen, right? <laughs> I mean, this is this is why we're like into this stuff that we are, because we can be so fussy about things that don't matter to a lot of people, but matter greatly to us and to have someone take the time and care into doing that, it, it shows up in the end, pot, end product. And I, I just wanted to, you know, point that out and, and say that, you know, not almost anyone can make a paper product. Not anyone can make a, 
paper product good. And it takes what you did to make it good. And I just think it's awesome. Thanks. So, yeah, we at one point we like kind of had a panic because the paper is about is about the same texture, both on the front of the paper and the back of the paper to the point where we had like a panic one night where we were like, what happens if people take these out of the ring and then can't remember what's the front and what's the back? Mm. So like, what if they swab on the wrong side of the paper? Like, will it have a different effect? So I, I literally got up in the middle of the night and like swabbed on both sides of the paper <laughs> because I'm like, what happens if they swab on the wrong side? Like, will they get a totally different effect? And then they'll be really upset. And they're like, wait, this paper's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I swabbed on both sides of the paper. And I like Bob was literally like just handing me pieces of paper. And he's like, here's the front. Here's the back. Just swab on both sides. Just do it. And what were the results? Same. It looks exact. It looks exactly the same. Okay, you had and me stressed like, there for a second. Jeez. I did because I, I totally panicked. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, what happens if you do like a fifty-two card pickup? Like, and the yep. paper just goes everywhere. So true. And because you know, it happens to me all the time. I'm not. I'm always knocking stuff over, and you know, the paper's going everywhere. And I, I couldn't tell the difference. I mean, there may be a slight variation in your color, but not enough that anybody's going to get. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. a, like comparison, like you're not going to notice your your Aurora blue black is going to look like 98 mm-hmm. percent the same, whether you're swabbing on the front or the back. Right. right. And we were like, Whew, OK, <laughs> not going to stress out over that because we were thinking like even as we we're putting the books together, because we're we're hand assembling all the books and we're like, well, what happens if we like put the covers on and the paper front or back? Mm-hmm. We're like, eh. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's so, okay. You can swab on either side. <laughs> real quick for the uninitiated, um, Skylab Letterpress is her husband Bob's print shop. So um, this is a this is a fame all in the family business. So um, when she refers to Bob and Skylab, it's uh, Anna's real husband and his real print <laughs> shop. <laughs> yes. So so the you rest and Bob of the family. Yes, yes. You launched these just recently at the yes. the little rock pin show was the the big unveiling right yes yes so how how did that go it went really well like what was so surprising was that like we were showing these to people and this was really the first time that we had actually shown anybody these and in, in the case of little rock for a lot of people this was the first time that they had ever seen the idea of sort of doing ink swabs mm-hmm. for for a lot of people this was they had never seen the concept like for a lot of like panatic listeners and and people who, you know, are on your blog, they've all seen these concepts and people who've been on the well-appointed desk have seen my ink swabs and stuff. So they kind of had have a general idea of this concept, but a lot of people at the pen show had never seen this. So they, mm-hmm. we were sort of educating them on the idea of doing ink swabs. And, you know, at a lot of pen shows, people just have no, they're like buying lots of colors of ink why mm-hmm. right <laughs> black yeah. and black blue maybe blue black <laughs> like that's all i need not we're like that's fine you can swab those three colors to to your heart's content you could use mm-hmm. these as scratch pads <laughs> like whatever you want yeah. how does parker black look on your paper excellent looks lovely it doesn't bleed <laughs> doesn't feather you could use these as you know scratch pads but yeah, so it was interesting just to watch them kind of just see us play and, you know, we're fascinated. And what was even more fun was we were sort of right next to the Van Ness table with all of their inks and then the ink testing station. So for a while, there were people who were literally like taking 
swabs and walking back and forth and (laughs) (laughs) eventually buying like two and sometimes three books, um, coloring books. So it was really fun. Nice, nice. So then you, you had a, I guess that was kind of the soft launch. Then you, you, you took them home, put them up on the website and what happened? Um, I spent a lot of time (laughs) packaging orders. (laughs) And that, how awesome was that? That was totally fun, right? Uh, it was just really surprising because yeah. honestly, when I put them up, I, it was, again, we, it was kind of a soft lunch. Like, you know, we put them up, I put like a post on Instagram and a post on Twitter and kind of just waited to see what would happen. Right. And it kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny You're how... You're sort of laughing at me. <laughs> I am because it's funny how when you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort into something that you believe in and it's successful huh it's like huh it's funny how that happened it's not like you you know you didn't just wake up one day print some books and throw them on the internet you gave a crap right and it shows in the end and like i've gone through the same thing and you know and i'm still nervous about every product we launch you know at at knock and it's nerve-wracking as hell but you know like deep down that you put in everything you could into this product and lo and behold, it's a huge success. And I'm just so proud of you. And I, I love the books and it's just, it's just such an amazing product. It's a needed product. Um, you know, I, I talked to you this weekend while you were packing (laughs) (laughs) and we talked about it and it was just, it's just, it's just fun to see this happen. Um, uh, it's just, I, I just get the biggest kick out of it and Thanks. it's exciting for me to watch. And, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just so, so excited. So, Thanks. you know, what are, are you be able to keep up? How's the production looking? You know, do you have these ready for Atlanta or do you have a bunch more on the website now? How's it going? We're, um, continually putting more up on our big cartel page. So we're just going to keep um, adding them, we're in contact with our paper distributor, so we're gonna have we'll have more for Atlanta, um, and we're just gonna keep rolling. So if there's not more up on Big Cartel, we'll get some more up shortly. Okay. So we're just gonna keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're we're working. Uh, we were um, really surprised at how enthusiastic people were. So we're mm-hmm. just you know. We did. We just didn't know. We weren't, you know. Sure. Our expectations were low because, mm-hmm. you know, with anything, you, you know. Yeah, I think that's good. We didn't. We didn't make a million and like and sat back and like let's watch the money roll in. Right. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> um, we definitely, you know, we're we're prepared for, you know, let's let's wait and see what happens and, um, you know, and we're we're learning. I mean, like things just, you know, figuring out things like we we. We prepared for um, packaging for, you know, people who placed orders for one and two books. And then we had people order four and five and ten mm. books. And we didn't have packaging for that. So we <laughs> kind of had to improvise mm-hmm. for a lot of that. And so we may have, you know, I was nervously packaging, trying to figure out how to package larger orders and, <laughs> you know, like literally like sweat beating, like, I'm not sure I did that right. <laughs> like, I hope the packaging worked out, you know, so. Yeah. Pro tip, so we made, that, we, that never stops. <laughs> There's you know, always going to be something. Like, I'm not sure I did that right. Yep. But yeah, so, 
you know, we'll figure all that out. Everything went, you know, everything got shipped out with tracking numbers. And, you know, if we have to send them, uh, send them out again because they got muddled in the mail. It's been raining like cats and dogs here. So I'm like, great. I shipped paper in the rain. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you know, awesome. we'll ship more of them. You know, it's, it's paper. So- we can make more. So does this uh, get the wheels turning for any other products? We're definitely thinking about what else we can do, but I I don't want to rush anything yeah. because, again, you know, this was something that we made because we felt like there was a need and a want and a a desire to do it. So no, I was just gonna say it. It's it's clearly you you've hit on something, and um, you know, it it's just it's cool to see and and. And anything we can do to support you in the coloring book, Mike, um, <laughs> we are glad to do. And you even, uh, you've, since you, you mentioned like an Arkansas show, people didn't know what an ink swatch book was. And you've gotten a bunch of questions since you've put them online. So you did an ink swatch video too, right? Yes, I did. It was sort of my first, first attempt at doing stuff like that. So, well, I thought it was awesome. We'll link that in the show notes. So give the, uh, give the quick overview of just your general process for swatching oh yeah i um my mine's you know it's kind of been refined over the years but i just use um a paintbrush um just like a watercolor paintbrush to do a big swab and um then i use a uh, dip nib Mm. uh, to do just a quick writing sample and then that way everything can be cleaned up really quickly and i can do another one um and that's how I do each one. And so that was actually sort of my litmus test for the paper that I use for the coloring um, is that it had to stand up to that test, which I think yeah. is sort of like the hardest test for any paper because dip nibs um, are the most likely to feather um, and bleed. And um, it's the same thing with using like a watercolor brush, which is sort of laying down a lot of ink. Um, yeah, know, I thought it was the most blob. accurate test too, because I've used cotton swabs in the past and they just don't do a great job of giving you a real expectation of what the ink looks like. But I think your swatches and the way you do it with the paintbrush and the dip nib give you like a really accurate and the paper too, obviously, you know, that's important. You know, we were looking at, as you were doing them at the show, we were looking and we're like, Oh my God, look how this, look what this ink did. And then I'd go and like buy the bottle of ink. It was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need this now because look at this. It's crazy. Yeah. And with a brush, you can do like a big glob of ink and then you can kind of let it, kind of dry brush it a little bit and get a little Mm -hmm. bit less color so you can kind of see what it looks like when you're getting sort of that faded edge Mm -hmm. quality so that's kind of why i I ended up settling with using a paintbrush is because i can kind of get like the variation of color so what it looks like really saturated and what it looks like when it's a little bit drier kind of thing and then same thing with the dip nib you can kind of and you can do that sort of you can get the line variation the thicks and thins so very but cool. yeah, so the whole video kind of is my very nervous attempts at showing all of that. <laughs> but hopefully it'll get better as, you know, if I do any more videos. If anybody wants to see other examples of things that I do, um, I'd be willing to do another one and maybe improve my quality a little bit. I just did it with my phone and very quickly. Um, I was teased about the sound quality and stuff. And I'm like, well, I used my mic stand to hold up my camera. 
<laughs> Which is why there is no mic involved. Yep. No, I think it's perfect. That's all you need. Thanks. All you need. We're no, neither one of us are at Mike's level of video production, and I think we can be Absolutely forgiven for not. that. Yeah. And so. we're not at uh, we're not at Pen Chalet's level of fountain pen sales either, are we, Mike? Nobody is. That's why. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know Pen Chalet. Come on, out there in Pen Attic Land, do you not know Pen Chalet yet? Well, you should, because they have everything that you're looking for. They have all your favorite brands. They have all of the amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils that you're looking for. All of the accessories. They have all of it. They do great shipping prices. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S. Great shipping overseas. They sell internationally as well. And they have a bunch of different accessories as well. So they have pen holders and refills and fountain pen converters and so much more. Actually, our special offer this week is a great accessory. Perfect <laughs> yeah. for uh, pen show season. I'll tell you about that in just a second. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they are the biggest supporter of the pen addict. They have been with us for such a long time now and there's kind of no end in sight and we keep working with Ron to to draw up these deals and he helps support the show. So I want to thank Ron uh, and Pen Chalet for their continued support. It really means a lot to us and, uh, you know, there's never a better time to show your support for this show than to go buy something from the Pen Chalet with our code, episode 250. Make them your next destination for that thing that you're looking for. Go to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, and enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet. So this week's special offer is 40% off the Monteverde 36 pen zipper case. Perfect for pen show season. So Ron always has good deals that he does for the Pen Addict podcast. And then sometimes Ron has no-brainer deals. This is one of the second ones. <laughs> this is a no-brainer for the price that he's selling this 36-slot pen case for. Um, you know, if you have pen problems like myself and need a lot of storage, especially portable storage for things like pen shows where you want to take a bunch of pens um, to to show to everyone and want one big case to keep them in 36 of them. This is kind of ridiculous in the price that it's at. This Ron makes me stumble across my words when he does things like this because I don't get it, but you should get it like as an order it now because I, I don't know how many he has, but that's kind of a ridiculous price. So, yeah, Monteverde 36 zip case. If you need something to put your pens in to travel with, or like even if you're just looking for an easier way to store some stuff that you're not using, you got to buy a couple of these and put them on a bookshelf, right? Like, mm-hmm. that is, this is a great offer. So, go to penchalet.com, hit the podcast link at the top, and enter the password pen addict. You'll get the code you need and the offer for the Monteverde 36 pen zipper case. Thank you so much to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. So, while we ha- have you, Anna, we want to find out what you're into these days. What kind of new products, new pens, inks, papers, all that fun stuff. So let's start it off with some pins. Do you have anything that you're anxious about, anxious to see, anxious to try on the shopping list? What do you have going on? Does the stuff that I'm waiting for delivery count? Absolutely. <laughs> something you're excited about, that'll do. 
Oh, I was so bad this week. Well, you know, (laughs) when people place a lot of orders for things, the space credits Mm, go ka-ching. Yep. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I bought myself a little present. Nice. That's what you should do. (laughs) Yeah, I ordered a Sailor Fresca. Well, yeah. But first I had to... Yeah, I know. First I had to bother... Brian and Lisa at Anderson Pence. I'm like, you guys don't have a fine or an extra fine. Ah. And Brian's <laughs> like, I put one in there for you. Hit buy now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think they were probably like, either they were on the road for the Long Island show or oh. they were like packing to leave. But <laughs> That's fine. I was like, I'm sorry. I keep bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great color. Like I, yeah. I am... Yeah, I, that's one I stare at. Just like, come I on, man. I, I know. Yeah, that's a great I color. I couldn't resist. Yep. So yeah, I ordered one. He's like, I'll put it in the mail today. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the, these uh, Lady Schaefer script certs. This is your thing, like at pen shows. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. like on the hunt. What's going on with these pens? I don't know. I'm just, I'm a junkie for them. The way you yeah. feel about the, about the Schaefer pocket pens, that's yeah. me in the script certs. I can yeah. see why. They're really cool. They're really cool. Like, besides the whole, like, horrible, like, ad campaigns that they did in the 60s for these, <laughs> like, they couldn't have been, like, more sexist with the ad campaigns. The pens are so pretty. <laughs> it's oh, I wish we had the internet ladies, back then. You know? <laughs> yeah. For all the jokes that we make about, like, Mont Blanc and their horrible ad campaigns, like, these pens are so, they're just, I, I love them. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah. I think, and no, I think like, the difference is though is that you shouldn't still be doing that today. I mean, it shouldn't have been yes. done then, but people accepted it. Like, f- but you shouldn't still be doing it today. No way. You know, that's a mm-hmm. Mont Blanc cannot get away with with marketing like that in 2017. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, besides that, like even like when I'm like looking for these at pen shows, like the people that have them are usually <laughs> the older gentlemen and they get excited about them they're like aren't these gorgeous and i'm like mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so even the guys who have them are like aren't these the prettiest <laughs> so it's like they appreciate like how lovely these pens are yeah. they had they're just so and like when like usually like you'll uncap them and the the like grip section will be a different color mm. so they'll you know it'll be like you know black and gold you know, a pattern and then you uncap it and it'll have like a red plastic section. So it's That's like wicked. They're just so cool. So anyway, so yeah. how so, many do you think you, how many of those do you have? You think, I think, I think I'm up to like six of them, cool. six or seven. Yeah. yeah. So, they and just, they're, none of them are the same. So I've managed to, that's what that was coming out of my mouth. They, they are all like very different. Yeah. And, um, I've been able to actually like, they they changed the designs a little bit over time because they did them for like I want to say almost like twenty years or something mm. like from the sixties almost into the late seventies or something like like early sixties to the late seventies. So they started to square them off and they kept changing the designs. They eventually I guess became like the Lady Schaefer. So they started to do like the white dot, mm-hmm. but they kept some of that sort of like netted. Um, engraving on them so they sort of kept that sort of script art look but they became just the lady schaefer eventually so they kind of kept that, going so they're really that's interesting such a hard, that's such a hard name to say it's a dopey script-cert. name script-cert. Yeah. what does it even mean 
Does it have any meaning to it? No, it sounds like one of those like weird branded names. Yeah, kind of like Color Ring. It's a dopey name. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there's a meaning, right? Like they can see hear it, and like it's it's a funny name. It's a pun, right? Like there's a thing to it. Script script was script was in the ink name at the time, right? Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know what it means. Well, then it's just building off the existing brand that they had then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, it makes enough sense. It's the it was the same same dudes that were making the ads were coming up with the names. Yeah, yeah. So what what are you writing in on with with your new fancy pens? Um, what what kind of paper have you been writing in? Um, well, I I've been getting kind of excited. Have you seen the like term hundredth uh, anniversary editions? Whoa, I did, and I don't know how that. Mike hasn't blown up my inbox with these like i need all of these i have not seen these so um for their 100th anniversary loic term has done gold silver and copper covers oh man one of the things that uh we were joking about um at little rock was that they basically match (laughs) the lamy um the copper is it the, the the lx the LX editions, mm-hmm. they're almost the same color. And we, we thought that looked really cool together. Yeah. Like, But yeah, so I thought those were really pretty. And I couldn't decide. I, haven't, I love the 1917 on them. That, that's beautiful. I think that's just the paper wrap. Yeah. I don't think that's actually printed, but it just looks really nice like as a package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a great beautiful. job because it's it's the 100th anniversary uh, yeah. of... Leuchtturm term 1917 i guess it kind of makes sense but they did a uh, the the look and style of these look amazing yeah they really do wow that's great i thought those were very sure and are you did you review the moon notebook when it came out i did and that that one kind of snuck up on us right i mean it's a really really good book and now they they've kind of ramped up their production on that yeah yeah so mood just and they really they did pretty quiet um announcement of their new colors for their notebooks yeah. so yeah. that was one thing that everybody asked for when they announced their original release of their notebook which so their notebook is has like a cloth cover and then it has um white paper but then in the middle of the notebook are like eight about 18 pages of colored paper and the one and the initial release had sort of like um that sort of industrial green mm-hmm. color for the paper in the middle and the one thing everybody asked for was will you please release versions with different colors paper in that center section and so they did but it was a real kind of quiet release about mm-hmm. a week ago and i i'm I think people should know about it because I thought was the big thing that everybody had asked for. Because the paper that they put in the middle is that color plan paper from Friends so of Joe G. F. Smith. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, and it's so it's really nice paper. It's fun to draw on. It would be great for like if colored pencils or markers or anything like that. But yeah, so they released um, the cloth book cloth on the cover is a bunch of different colors, and then it's a sort of contrasting paper in the middle. So they look really beautiful. Um, yeah, so now if so, they just mix in a dot grid, I'd be ordering them, but I, I just can't do they, lines. Yeah, this it's still lined. The lines are not bad because mm-hmm. um, I'm not a big fan. If they did them all blank, I'd be like, yeah. I'd buy them in gross. I'd, yeah. That's all I would have. That lime green one is awesome. I know. Like when they released <laughs> it, I was like, oh. 
I'm like, you had to do it. And they're like, because we know you love it. <laughs> it's like, yep. yes. So yeah, they're they're just beautiful. And the, the lines that they use on the paper are actually very fine lines. So they're, mm. re- I mean, like, if you can do lined paper, like, go order one. Pick, yeah. your, pick your favorite color, go order it. Because the it's just, they're lovely. They're notebooks. They're beautiful. They lay flat. They have that really cool, like, the cover opens up and you can actually see the binding on the inside. So I'm not being paid to say this. No, no. Like, they're just, I really like their the notebook. And they're like communication back when they were doing the original PR push. They just like showed up. <laughs> there yeah, was like no like, hey, we've got this new thing and we're going to tell you all about it. It's just like, Mm-mm. check out our notebook. And I was like, whoa, you've got something here. That's pretty good. Yeah. And because mostly what they do are like um, print on demand business cards and mm-hmm postcards and stuff like that this is really kind of an like a side project for them so i really think it's like a passion project it's something they wanted they wanted to do it i think it's something they want to get into yeah Mm -hmm. like something Mm -hmm. they're genuinely interested in doing because like book binding and stuff that's not necessarily in their wheelhouse yeah so i think anything we can do to sort of support that kind of project means they'll do more of it and since they have introduced the colors, I think that that suggests that they'll definitely um, be open to adding things like dot grid, blank, you know, since Certainly. it's really only been be. a couple of months since because they released the first edition, like right at the end of the year. It's like mm-hmm. November and it's only March and they've got the colors. So, yeah, I think it's a strong possibility that give them another couple of months. They may have, you know. The reaction was so good to the first edition. Yep. So have you tested out this new Taroko Design 68 GSM Tomoe River paper that our good buddy Thomas Hall sent uh, a lot of us? Yes. Oh, tell me all about it because mine's still in the package and it's just like calling my name, but I haven't had time to, s- I want to sit down and spend some time with it. So, so tell me it's, it's as good as it looks. It is really nice. And I'm, <laughs> because I'm left-handed, a lot of the Tomoe River paper it's it just doesn't dry fast enough for me. I end up getting it all over my hand. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's one of the things that I really like about the Traveler's Notebook is because it's tall and skinny. Yeah, it's not. I don't travel across the paper as far, so it's a little less likely for me to get it all over my arm. <laughs> so tall and skinny, good format for me. Yay! But yeah, no, uh, the paper is really nice, and you're not getting quite as much show through. But yeah, it's a really nice paper. Yeah. So yes. So what? Yay, what 68 GSM. Nice. So what? What inks are you throwing down on it? Um, I actually like when I had all of the pens from the show with me, and I just tested everything that I had in my inked up that I had in my mm-hmm. book. So mm-hmm. I tested everything, and yeah. I was quite pleased with it. So <laughs> yeah, I'll I will have a full review in a couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah, that's probably about when mine will come out, maybe to sometime in April. <laughs> probably that's as good, that's all I can commit to these days. Oh eh, yeah, sometime next month. So these platinum classic inks. So that's those have been a problem for me, and I noticed you put them in the show notes. I wasn't sure if you were into those or not. Have you gotten any yet? I have them um, on order. They're supposed to be here today. Cool. You're not happy with them? Oh, I love them. I'm. Oh. I'm not. I'm not happy that I had to buy all six of them. <laughs> I'm not happy that I couldn't just buy one of them, that I had to buy all six of them. No, no. I'm, Ever since they came out, I was like, 
these can't get here fast enough because th- this is this is my ink right here. These are amazing. They look really beautiful. I just ordered samples because I mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to end up buying all six bottles. But I thought I'd yeah. start with samples because that's Always a lot a good of call. money. It is. It is. And I bought them at the Arkansas Pen Show from Dan Smith. Had all six colors. And I've got the Lavender Black Review. I think I'm going to shoot for Monday on that. But they're all just very cool. Um, I'm just interested to see. I haven't cleaned them out of a pen yet. But they look like they're going to behave super, super well. Which I kind of expect from Platinum. And uh, the color's just just killer. And uh, it, it's fantastic. I'm going to be addicted to these inks um, this awesome. year, I think. So they're very cool. Very happy with them awesome. so far. And then you got me hooked on a new Robert Oster color at the Little Rock Pin Show. When you swabbed it, um, one of them was the Australian Opal Mauve. Mm, yeah, that one's oh gorgeous. My gosh, that's a crazy looking ink. So what what other ones are you into? Um, the the uh, is it Crema Cafe or Cafe Crema? I always get the name backwards. You know, that's a great question. I don't remember, mm-hmm. and that's like one of the most I popular ones. I can tell ones. you, it's the Cafe Crema. Okay. Yeah, I. For for brown inks, and I'm curious to compare it to. I guess everybody's getting excited about this. The uh, Edelstein um, Smoky Quartz. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put those two side by side and see which one wins out. I know they're not similar, but in the which is the best brown for 2017? <laughs> yeah, the uh, Cafe Crema sells a lot. Yeah. Well, I'll put that to the test in Atlanta. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll expect a full report. Okay. Report I'll let you back. Know. All right. And you linked to one more pen in here that I want to talk about because I have this fascination and I think it's just one of those things that's, you know, 20 years in the making of a pen that you see that's just a very classic traditional pen and that's a Caron Dash 849. And yeah. you're looking at the fountain pen. Yeah. I know. It's a sneaky link. I'm not sure if I should actually have put it up there, but... It popped up. I found it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Google. Yep. It's um. There's something about these pens that are just cool. I just like the style. I mean, I I'm a Carondash fan. Um, new to the party, if you will. Not a not an old school Carondash fan, but I've found a love for pretty much everything they make, and these look cool. I haven't seen these before. Okay, so a little, just a little backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, it, like a link or an email came through for the like a Carandosh eight forty nine fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not sure if somebody jumped the gun mm-hmm. um, and they weren't supposed to show this quite yet or not, mm-hmm. um, and then cool. it vanished. Yeah. Um, so I. Um, so we like we like, like top secret links here. Yeah, it's so. This was. I'm not sure if it's a top secret link. I'm not sure if I'm. You know, we're not supposed to be giving this away. Well, it's a public link. Like, it's just not yeah. in stock yet. Yeah, it's, it just says it's not in stock yet. But I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Where'd that link go? Why can't I find it? Because I was gonna, I was gonna post it on Link Love like a couple yeah. weeks ago, and I'm like, wait, now I can't find it. Why? Where did it go? And I'm like, this looks really interesting. I want, you know, it's, it says, you know, available soon. And I'm like, come on, where'd it go? And so, like, I went to Google and I typed it in. I'm like, okay, wait, now I can't find it. <laughs> so then I typed it in again and it popped up again and I'm like, okay, well there it is again. I'm like, but then it vanished again. I'm like, but this is the only place that I can find it. And I'm like, well maybe they're not supposed to have it up yet. So they made it <laughs> invisible. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, well, okay, I'll email 
and check. And then I just didn't get around to emailing to double check and see. But I'm like, it looks interesting, but I don't know. Like, so is it or isn't it? Can we talk about it? So what do you think? We're talking about it. We're talking We're about talking it. I think about we can talk about it. And the colors look great. Um, I We'll see what the price is. They're probably going to be in that $50 range, I'm guessing. Although it's Karan Dash, you never know what they're going to do. Um, they're not known for being on the low end of the pricing scale. But that seems like about the range of that pen. Like the, the ballpoint for that model is around $20, mm-hmm. $22. Uh, yeah. I imagine the fountain pen is going to be like 45 to $50. Um, if it is, I think that'll be cool. I, I like yeah. it. It it says it's got a stainless steel nib. Mm. It's got that same sort of, you know, painted um, metal barrel as their the ballpoint. The only thing is, I wish it had the sort of silver end, like the ballpoint. Even though I realize it would not be functional, it mm-hmm, just looks mm-hmm. weird with a flat end. I don't know. Gotcha. Why. Yeah, don't you uh, think? Just so, yeah, you're just so used to seeing that style, like that it's the same visual style and aesthetic from them. It does look a little bit different. So, Mike, do you, do you own a Karan Dash anything? No, nothing, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll bring you a, a, a ballpoint. They're very, very nice. I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm familiar big with the fan. style. I've seen them. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've been around forever. Like I've seen them in England, I'm sure, in, like, mm-hmm. in stores, like nice pen stores or whatever. But uh, yeah. I, it's just not... It's just not a brand that I feel anything for, really. Like they don't, sure. they don't excite me. And I think it might be because, like, it's a brand that I've known for a long time because it's like a cross, you know, in that like it's exactly. been around forever and it's in all the pen stores. So I'm not so excited about it. But this is a beautiful looking pen, though. This is very good looking. Yep. All right. Before we get into, we have a little. Atlanta prep yep. that we want to get into, but I want to circle back onto the Little Rock Pin Show because uh, Mike lost his mind when I told him that you brought typewriters to sell at the Little mm-hmm. Rock Pin Show. And not only did you bring them, you blew out of them by Saturday. So tell us, tell us about your uh, typewriter fascination. Uh, yeah, I um, I brought four, um, like, small, portable uh, vintage typewriters. I brought um, an uh, Hermé Rocket, a Smith Corona Empire, which is basically the same typewriter, just rebranded. Um, what else did I bring? Oh, I brought uh, two Olivetti's. One was a Studio 45... I think studio, yeah, something like that. And what was the other one? Oh, Laterra 22. Maybe I'm getting the numbers backwards, but you get the gist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, the the studio was, the Olivetti studio was the probably the nicest one that I had. It was probably the newest. It was like turquoise blue. Um, very pretty. Had a really nice box um, that came with it and like still had the keys for the box like the carrying case. Mm. Um, and that one sold first, of course, because mm. it was like, I mean, like te- it was like teal blue. It was yeah, really, they were, it was cool looking. Yeah, it was really cool looking. But yeah, people were went crazy for them. But I really did. I brought the, like, of my stash of typewriters, I did bring like, they were all in working order. They all, I had, they were all cleaned up. They all had new ribbons. Um, and <laughs> well, they marched gig- out the door. 
I'm giggling over here because now I'm I'm remembering back when, you know, not only were you selling them, but people were taking them off to the side to test and I'd just be sitting there walking around and hear and I was taking little videos of people doing them. They love the typewriters. So like did you expect to sell even one, not much less all four that you brought? I I expected I I like at least one or two of them. Like mm-hmm. because I I didn't um, hear from, like Lisa had mentioned, Lisa Venice ahead mm-hmm. of time that there were a couple of people she had mentioned that the typewriters were coming and there were people who were genuinely interested gotcha. in vintage typewriters. So I thought maybe one or two would sell, but That's, I did not expect to sell yeah. all four. Yep. So between the color rings and the typewriters and all of Bob's prints and your little notepads that I can't say on the show that so I know sold really well because I saw people going over there to get them. Do you see you specifically or you and Bob or Skylab or well-appointed desks setting up at more pin shows? Um, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, if we did, it probably wouldn't be until maybe the Dallas show um, just because, you know, just timing and mm-hmm. everything. But like, you know, Dallas would be the soonest this year, and that, like, if everything went well, like, maybe we would do shows next year. But yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. It was a lot of work. Boy, we were really tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do um, it. Yeah, it was a pretty big, it was a pretty big ordeal. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's kind it was, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, kind of sleepless, sleepless nights going up, leading up to it. God, it's definitely tiring. That I know. And I'm sure in Atlanta, we're all going to be exhausted. So we need some sustenance before we go, Mike. You know, we can provide that. Our friends over at Blue Apron, great segue, Brad. Mm. Blue Apron are the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. They deliver seasonal recipes with high-quality ingredients to help you make delicious home-cooked meals. For less than $10 a meal, you're going to get everything you need to put together a beautiful meal for your family. Every Blue Apron recipe is presented to you on a beautiful step-by-step card. And all of the ingredients are already proportioned so that you can get everything you need, nothing more, nothing less. And everything can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. All those meals are fantastic. Blue Apron's ingredients, they're all they are all sourced sustainably. They believe in setting high standards for the ingredients that they provide to you. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. And their seafood comes from a partnership they, they, they set up with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch to develop some standards in which the way that they source their seafood, they, they use these standards to make sure that they're, they're doing right by the world, which is a good thing. You can choose from a variety of new recipes every single week, although Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. No recipes are repeated of any year, and right now you can get you can get beautiful food like smoky seared catfish with glazed udon noodles, lemongrass and ginger turkey burgers with marinated radishes and roasted sweet potatoes, 
Or maybe you could get your hands on some spicy chicken sandwiches with Alabama white sauce and sweet potato. Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental US. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get those deliveries when you want them, and their freshness guarantee means that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Blue Apron's going to be able to send you great food, you're going to be able to put together great meals, and you're also going to learn some skills as well for how you can put yourself to better use in the kitchen, which is always a good thing. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with your first purchase, including free shipping, by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So go to blueapron.com slash penaddict, and we thank them for their support of this show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, Anna, are you ready? for atlanta i am ready oh no 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 i'm ready to get back into the show am i ready for the pen show i am not no no no. (laughs) mike are you ready for the atlanta pen show nope Mm, so am i ready nope (laughs) nope it's too soon too soon to be i was impressed that i was impressed that anna was ready though no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, so let's give a quick outline. I'm starting to get questions, uh, as we probably all are, about the show, about what's going on, the events, the location, all of that. One thing it, the Atlanta show does is it, it's not a huge show, so everything's right there, like at the show. So the show opens on Friday, um, and it runs through Sunday, so it'll be normal hours, like 10 to 5 for regular badge holders. I think they open at 9 for the weekend pass holders. Um, the weekend pass holders also get a cookout on Friday night that the show puts on every year. They do a really great job. I know it was packed last year. A bunch of us went to that, so that's fun. You know, they cook out hamburgers and hot dogs and have drinks and all kinds of things like that. And then... For the vegetarians, there's nothing for you to eat at the cookout. Yeah, yeah. So Pre- Jeff, be pre-warned. Uh, go across the street to the uh, grocery store, and there <laughs> is lots of yum. They have like a little deli place and salad bar. Perfect. So I uh, Jeff did not attend the cookout last last year because uh, he had a wedding to go to. So uh, good, good pro tip there. Um, then Saturday show is all day long and then that evening is the Panatic podcast with mike myself and anna um we're gonna work on a special guest or two to join us during the show do something a little bit different this year maybe to talk to some people that you've you guys and gals have been asking us to talk to so maybe we'll get a couple of people on the show that's not finalized suggestions you can but i already have a list and I don't want to say them publicly yet because it's not confirmed but i think you'll i think you will be very happy all right so, but I, um, I'll make I, I'll make suggestions offline. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> and that's after the show Saturday night, and that's literally right around the corner from the showroom, and I mean, in like inside the hotel around the corner. So it's twenty steps, thirty steps to walk around to the room that we have the podcast in. Then we'll have an after party there in the little side room we have. We had pizza last year. We're going to do the same thing again uh, for everyone, and then. Um, Sunday, we all walk around like zombies and try to sell the last bit of stuff that we have on our table. So it's a really straightforward schedule. Just know that we're going to be there the entire weekend. It's going to be fun during the show. It's going to be fun after the show. Um, You know, the hangout at the bar time is always the best. Um, Sunday can be a little smelly. Sunday can be a little rough. Sunday is Waffle House guarantee day. 
Um, there's a Waffle House attached to the hotel, so you will see a lot of us there. We always get a few good pictures from um, from the Waffle House. And uh, yeah, so what what's your what's your working plan at the show, Anna? Um, uh, f- I'm working for the Vaness Pen Shop um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I believe Vaness will be in the um, what we've dubbed the Cool Room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is <laughs> which the is new the... last year's new room. We we yes. call it the Cool Kids Room. Yes, which is across the hall from the previous new room cool kids room (laughs) it's actually the first room you can walk into yeah so it's uh, probably the smallest of the three rooms yes definitely um so i believe in that room is also where um like jonathan is jonathan brooks going to be in that room and he was there last year karis karis pens and uh sean newton was in there too Sean Newton, yeah. yeah so. He's not coming. Sean's not coming this year, I know. No. So, but, okay. But that was that was definitely the cool kids' room last year. Well, if it means that he's going to get to my pen quicker, then he can, he can, he can <laughs> stay where he is. <laughs> and I think that's also where the ink testing station was last year. And that'll yes. be, it'll be there this year as well. Yeah, because they have room for like a table in the center of that room. Yes. So that was so, really good. You can buy inks there and then test or test inks and then buy inks and then mm-hmm. there'll be more inks across the hall because i think the andersons will be where they were last year right yep and so we'll be there and who else is in that um franklin christoph in your room franklin christoph so you can line up for your franklin christoph yeah so that room gets pretty busy in the morning because usually um we have some stuff for knock like we're right when you walk into the the original first room on the left you you run right smack into our table so we'll be in there um we'll have some stuff some show specific stuff franklin Kirstoff's in there with show specific stuff um so that room will be crazy first thing in the morning yeah total office products who puts on the show always has great yes. tables usually mike masuyama's in that room uh oh, yeah. usually across from us i don't know where he's going to be this year but he's generally right across the aisle from us so that room gets packed you want to hit that one up early as well or just wait until the kind of the crowd disperses later in the afternoon because it does get busy um we're very busy um all days all three days of the show go very very well um for us and uh mike what's your schedule like i already feel tired you know <laughs> i can feel it already you know, so like mm-hmm. basically, my schedule is to follow Brad around. Mm-hmm. Um, I I follow Brad. I do whatever Brad tells me to do. Uh, I get I get given a t shirt and put behind mm-hmm. a de- a table, and mm-hmm. then I have to learn a bunch of confusing product names mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go for new, it. That's what I do. We'll have some new ones to confuse you with. So yeah, Great, Mike will be hanging you. out at the at the knock table. Uh, I won't have any new t shirt designs for you this year. That's one thing we didn't get to, but. Uh, We'll we'll do that in the, in the future because our our t shirts always do well. We like them, and uh, yeah. So uh, Mike's I'm gonna put Mike to work, uh, earn his keep. That's what I know, do. So. That's what I do. And uh, what yeah. I really like about the positioning of Knox Table is it's also a pretty good like come and say hi spot because there's like a yes. little space off to the side where you can yeah, talk to people and then still leave space for people that want to buy the product. So it's worked out really well for us in the past. And then I'll be like doing what I always do, which is like trying to scramble at one point to set out a document for the show 
for the actual right. po- podcast. So that's always fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, and I, 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 I kind of wish that we, that it was next week. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty excited now. Yeah. I have a lot more coloring books to produce. So maybe yeah. not next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do. I don't need it. Do. Definitely not next week. So we are not on that list, uh, of wanting it next week because we still have things to make for knock. We're going to have. Um, a few new releases, a few will be show only releases. Some will be eventually stocked releases, but they'll be launched at this show. So a few, few items people have been asking for. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. And we're going to be right down to the wire to get everything produced. Um, I'm being asked in the chat room if there's going to be a new blue label product. There is not, but there's going to be some new materials of existing products um there's going to be new paper goods there's going to be new accessories there's going to be several new things and i tell you what it's not going to come together until the morning of the show so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be running sideways so for, basically um, knock will have some stuff them. that you won't have bought before but it's not going to be yeah. limited edition uh some will be some will be Okay, let's not. It won't be limited edition, but it's going to be available at pin shows only. How about that? That works perfectly. We're essentially going to have a pin show only product. Be there or or three. Yeah, yeah, but it won't be just at this show. Well, there'll be other shows we do, and then we'll see how they go. Um, We have not added Velcro to any cases, um, and we will have some. (laughs) (laughs) And our larger stance on that one. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and our larger notebook cases will be ready at the end of the year. So that's maybe something we'll talk about in future episodes for sure. I, so, uh, it's yeah. funny. I've It'll been be cool. getting this year more than, more than any other year. I've been getting like tweets and stuff from people. And they're like, oh, hey, you're going to be doing any listener meetups and stuff while you're in Atlanta. And, and I'm, my response is like, I will just be at the pen show. Yeah, I Atlanta don't leave. is a listener meetup, the entire yeah. event. Like, if you want to come down and say hi, I mean, I, I don't know who I'm saying this to because obviously you're all panatic listeners. But, like, this is what I just say to people, like, just come to the pen show. Because, like, my th- my funny thing about Atlanta is I've been, this will be like my third, this is my third time, right? And right. Uh, all I see is the airport, um, the hotel, the Waffle House, <laughs> maybe one restaurant and the knock shop. That's all I ever see. Yep. Um, I just, it, it's like I'm kind of like whisked in and whisked back out again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I I tell people the same thing. I make one pit stop from the airport to the hotel. I stop at Eat Sleep Knit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. On my way, one yarn shop, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I will. Like I stay at the hotel for this event. I mean, you know, there's no other way for me to function. I'll pick up Mike at the airport usually, and we'll have either picked up the knock stuff already or we'll swing by pick everything up go to the hotel and then i usually won't leave the hotel again until monday morning so but it's good it it goes by fast it's exhausting but it's the most fun i have all year it's yep. totally worth it so i'll just say like in case you hadn't already worked this out already if you're on the fence about making this trip for any reason get off that fence like you have enough time from when we're talking about it now to get your travel sorted to get your accommodation sorted like just do it because like i guarantee that you will have a good time like i guarantee it because it's awesome everybody absolutely loves the pen show um and 
if you are still thinking about it and you're just like, oh, I'm not sure I've made my mind up, just make your mind up. It's going to be the right decision. I can't say it any better than that, Mike. And I think uh, I think that's a wrap for this week. We appreciate you coming on, Anna, for and celebrating this episode 250 with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be a part of what it is an awesome community and a wonderful show. Well, hey, you're a huge part of it. So then yep. you make Thank it easy because you're amazing. Thanks. So Thank you. We will see you soon in live and in person in like live three in weeks. Absolutely. High fives all around. all around. If you want to keep up with everybody online, you can go to wellappointeddesk.com or at wellapptdesk on Twitter to see Anna. You can find Brad at penaddict.com and he is dowdyism on Twitter and he is penaddict on Instagram. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. You can find our show notes for this week's episode at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 250 for episode 200. And 50. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Panchelle, Blue Apron, and Harry's. But most of all, and I say this every time, but on episode 250, I mean it even more. Thank you all for listening. We could not do this show without you, because if we did it and you weren't here, then there would be no show for anybody to listen to. It's like mm-hmm. it's a literal thing. If you're not here listening, then there's no show for anybody to listen to. So we appreciate it. And I never would have expected that we would have gotten to episode 250, but we did. So I guess here's to episode 500? Absolutely. <laughs> Until no next doubt. time, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.